0: and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast.
1: Hi folks, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Bio. the common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi listeners, welcome to another weekly melting pot episode. Today my guest is a very very young director of photography. Her name is Shreya Dev Dubai and I'm in conversation with her. She's in Mumbai and I'm in Singapore. Hi Shreya, thank you for being a part of Melting Pot. Thank you for having me, bye I know we were, you know, we, we sort of started a conversation before I started recording. So I would really love to get back into that again, uh, where you mentioned, you know, the, the fact about being, when you started out, you were a struggling creative person. But I just wanted to start off with a little bit background on you, which part of India are you from? Where did you actually do your formal education in terms of, you know, the creative aspect of it? And what, because I know that it was not in India, which is what I read up about you. And and then what kind of brought you back to Mumbai? And then we can start talking about your journey from there.
2: My mother, I was born in Calcutta. My mom's Assamese is Bengali from, you know, the armpit of the world, Silchar. It's like a small town on the border of Bangladesh and Assam. Okay. And my father uh, is from North India, John know, So I think they met, well, my dad used to play cricket for India. He used to play Ranji Trophy and a lot of test matches. So my parents and my grandfather was a politician. So they shifted from Assam to Delhi. So I guess that's when, you know, in the 80s, uh, we were shifted to Delhi and we I have a younger sister who's also a filmmaker. And that's where I'm really actually from. But I've been all over the place. I was in a boarding school in Dehradun for about eight, nine years. So from a very young age. So that's where primarily a uh, lot of my education happened in the foothills of the Himalayas. And then after that, I came to Bombay and uh, studied uh, what they call bachelors in mass media, which is a absolutely average degree because coming from like an ICSE school what we were taught in you know college university level of Maharashtra wasn't very interesting or intriguing you know especially in the world of mass media because we don't necessarily in India have very good film schools you know other than like a few which are governmently run so then I mean I was fortunate enough at that time uh, to this university from Melbourne, Australia had come down and had given us this opportunity to transfer our undergraduate degree to Melbourne. So I packed my bags and ran. I mean, I knew <laughs> <do> anything. <laughs> and at that time, I think, you know, studying abroad in America was extremely expensive. So it was not even something I wanted to indulge in when I wasn't entirely sure what I
1: wanted to, you know, pursue in the future. So that was great. And that's when, so when- Sorry, so when you started doing this mass media course, you did not really know which area of media you wanted to get into. Is it like a general course? That,
2: yes, was definitely a general course, which you eventually in the third year could choose either journalism or advertising. But I wasn't intrigued by either and uh, but I was I kind of picked up the camera in school at the age of 17-18 my dad's camera and I started making a few pictures and I was quite intrigued by image making just in general but got a chance to shoot a lot on film so and you know my father's old camera and then I got another one from my aunt so I was very lucky to have you know good equipment like film camera to be able to kind of Just learn while I was testing and shooting possibly everything you see in
1: front of me yeah yeah (laughs) yeah then everything everything seems to have a story behind it right (laughs) you know of importance in your mind
2: (laughs) yeah correct yeah yeah so then when I went to do Melbourne to study, it was definitely something to do with cinema or photography, you know, but but it was amazing because then I got to work in the darkroom, print my own images, the infrastructure abroad compared to Bombay and what we were used to was so brilliant. You know, I'll never forget, like, I was, like, so excited when I went to the archive of, like, you know, incredible films that they had just available on, like, you know, DVDs and all of that. You could actually... Because I remember I have older cinematographer friends who would say that, you know, who are in their fifties, forties now, they were like, there was nothing even called as referencing at that time. You know, here in India, we had to drive to Pune to the FTII Institute, you know, to actually kind of take out the 35mm films to watch old cinema, you know. So I must glad that I had that opportunity. And then one studied photography and I was exposed to experimental cinema. And I came back to India and I worked as an AD, which was something, a very satisfying job, if I may say so. <laughs> Especially if you don't find the very right inspiring filmmakers to work with, you know.
1: Yeah. So
2: that was a bit of your struggle. Yeah, I guess. I guess it was very much a learning experience. I mean, those yeah. those things, it was good to know what I do not want to do, you know. So it was great to to indulge in a lot of things and digital imagery was just beginning then you see so it was cheaper to be able to experiment instead of you know developing and buying 35mm of super 16 film and making yeah. you know small short films etc so that was I was very fortunate where we you know one could like afford a camera and just find your eye you know keep trying to shoot and see and discover what you're actually good at and then When I knew that definitely image making, I went to Paris and I applied in the International Film School of Paris, ICAR, and I studied cinematography and made a few films, and I was there for about two, two and a half, three years. But being in the city, you can imagine, it's like education in itself.
1: Yeah, completely. I mean, it's just. Every frame has a story to tell, right? Mm -hmm. I can imagine you must have really captured so much while you were there. And that experience, I think probably coming back, I don't know if it held you in good stead, if, if you were able to transfer some of that experience into what you ended up doing in India or not? Because I guess by the time you came back, I'm assuming that things had changed and, you know, the format was a lot more, how how shall I say, a lot more recurrent in India, right? When it came to filmmaking. Mm -hmm. So were you able to, to really do that? Yes, I
2: think definitely I did, maybe without making it a conscious decision. Because I think that how do I put it? Like it was important when you especially when you are when the first time you're exposed to things that you've always craved for in terms of intellectual or visual stimulation. Yeah. You cannot forget that, you know, to some degree. And it does make a very big mark on what you like and don't like and what you like to watch or read. So I think that I had such freedom and time to be able to go to a film school and live in a city like Paris, where I was exposed to such incredible art and literature and music and, you know, anything cultural. Cultural, yeah. It had made quite a big, quite big an impact on me. So there was definitely a little bit of those European aesthetics that I was drawn to. But at the same time, I was also exposed to a lot of filmmaking from Southeast Asia or... Say America, you know. So I think a lot of definitely more independent style of filmmaking is something I was exposed to in Europe. And I think that is something which is still very deeply engraved within me, you know, to, in some way, which is why I come back to the concept of like, you know, struggling for a few years because I chose not to be a part of the commercial mainstream. Drama. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't, I have hardly shot advertisements, you know, here in India or done a lot of jobs where. I didn't necessarily feel inspired by it. and uh, it's a luxury I must say so also it's something that was the reason why I was broke a lot of the time you know but it's easy to be like Bombay and survive you know yeah, yeah. So I'm making a few films of my for myself and you know so I think it's it's when when the big jobs come to you I feel I truly feel then you are really truly ready for it and this struggle to some degree just adds to your ambition and you know, gives you more clarity. Yeah. So even though one was struggling and it was, you know, difficult. But I must say I wouldn't be the artist who I am today if I hadn't gone through those four, five, three, six, ten years of not knowing where I'm going to go. So
1: so, so which one was your first project? My first feature film? No, I your first I mean, not just feature, but any project yeah. when you came back to India, was it a short film? It was a short film.
2: I made one short film in Paris called Round of Your Forehead, which is like my first year film school film about like a dinner party that went wrong, you know. And um, then I kind of came back to India and I did this film I wrote and directed and did production design. It was like a long process because there wasn't many funds. It's called Glass Bottom Boat. Vivek Gomber acted in it and Priyanka Bose and Uncle Vikal. Just to see that, can I do it? You know, I wanted to indulge to see that, you know, what am I... What can I get better at? Or, you know, so it was a great learning experience. I personally today can't watch more than eight minutes of it.
1: <laughs> but, uh, you know, but it's, it's been sort of, it's associated with you for life. So there, there's no turning back on that one. I was... So there's a couple of, actually, there are two or three films that I read about and I watched a little bit on YouTube as well. One of them is a short film called Two, mm-hmm. which, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a project that your sister and you have done together. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Okay, so which has absolute rave reviews from what, you know, I heard, I read. And would you, is it something which is very close to your heart? Because also the story, the storyline is just so, I mean, there's something so um, raw about it. So mm-hmm. do you feel out of all your projects, oh. do you feel that that one's the one that you're closest to?
2: It's definitely an extremely special film for me also because it was one of my first collaborations with my sister Karishma who was a director writer and I produced and direct I was a director of photography really? of yeah so it was it was an incredible experience just like working with her and actually making this film on this mountain for over like you know six days and uh, the the actors Rani and Chand are very you know special to all of us and it, it was it it's I guess you know I can't pick a particular film because they're kind of special in it their own. In different
1: ways. Yeah, yeah. But I
2: can understand. It's incredible because it made it to, you know, we won the student academy award for it and won the DGA award, and it also kind of made it to the Oscar top 10. I think it's the shortlist for the Oscars. Um, so it was what's lovely is that something. Something like Bittu, which is such a strong frame in the sense, like such a great script, but that was made in a very simple, beautiful way, you know, and kept it extremely pure as far as the actors and the performances were concerned. And we didn't really have to gloss it up to be able to tell this visual story. Yeah. You know? And I'm just so happy something uh, this Pure has made it so far, and so many people have loved it and watched it. And it's definitely one of the only films I've done where there is not much negative reviews. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's something which is new. But otherwise, it's very dear to my heart. It's dear to all our hearts who worked. We've got like a great team who worked on it. It was a very intimate team. So you know, I'm just hoping we get to make more films with each other, my sister and oh, that'll
1: be amazing! Yeah, I mean that's. That truly is special, right? To have that commonality between two siblings, that's quite incredible. Another film that, in fact, I I think it was last month that I chatted with Tanmay. And I think Tanmay and you have also worked on a film together because he did mention it to me. You were the DOP for, what was it called? Cat Sticks, right? Cat Sticks, yeah. 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 So, but that was a feature-length film, correct? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. It was my first
2: feature. We made it, what, four years ago now, almost. Uh, it was a black-and-white film about brown sugar addicts in Calcutta. Yeah. It's one Night in the Rain. I'm sure Tanmay told you all
1: about it. Yeah, he did. And he said, I mean, it was, for, for him, every film that he talked about was closest to his heart. So... <laughs> but you know that's what happens
2: it actually it happens when you work with a great team of people I think that really truly makes the process far more memorable you know I think that's important (laughs) as 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 we kind of go on forward I have to keep reminding myself that you know I think it's really about gravitating towards the right group of people to make a piece of work I think that will just help me to continue working for 15, 20 years in a happy state of mind,
1: you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I think you then sponge off each other's energy, talent, the connection that you build on. And for cinema or anything creative, I think that plays a very important, important role, right? Exactly. Just moving away a little, I mean, still staying within the framework, but I was just wondering if, there are a lot of women directors of photography in mm. Indian cinema, not necessarily Hindi cinema, but even regional cinema. Is there a large pool or is it still very male-dominated? It's definitely
2: a large pool. I was going to, we have like now a WhatsApp group. I was looking for my phone to get to the exact number. of okay. like interesting group of women who are either first camera assistants or aspiring cinematographers and uh, now I think we have about 50-60 of us in the whole country and this you know is from north southeast west of India. Yeah it's really definitely increasing you know which is incredible there's uh, there is a lot of women gaffers uh, maybe one or two women gaffers in India and then we have a lot of female
1: cinematographers yes it's changing And so when you came back from Paris, was that the case or did you?
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
1: have a different kind of so you had one struggle of wanting to make meaningful work and did you also need to struggle between someone kind of working with you versus working with a male DOP did you experience that when I came back from film school it
2: uh, it was definitely very nice isolated experience because Oh, a lot of us women didn't know that we existed you know a lot of the women who were cinematographers didn't really know each other you know because you know so that's why this group or this collective of women IWCC is incredible because at least now we have an incredible forum or a group where we can answer each other's questions share incredible articles or just you know kind of update each other on different technical aspects or you know just things that we would Always be very nervous to maybe pick up the phone and ask a senior male DOB. You know, this definitely it's a difficult working space. You know, we are a country with a lot of misogyny. (laughs) You know, where there's a lot of it's a male dominated industry.
1: You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Pio, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. It's not easy and the bigger the jobs become, the more...
2: At least I am aware of it, you know, because in smaller projects you choose and you are working with people you feel you have a connection with, and a little bit more that is in control of the kind yeah. of people that you hire. And you know, the the more bigger jobs that I do, one tends to work with you know people who've been doing this for years and not necessarily used to working with female photographers, you know. But it's it's not it's not an easy. It's something that we got we are still dealing with and kind of finding our own relationship with it. You know, but it's important to know that we need to keep our head and keep it focused at, as far as work is concerned. And I think that is what truly really speaks. Yeah. If you, uh, if you focus on what you're doing and your craft in itself, and, cetera, and uh, you know, just mute all the other noise in the background, I think that's what really speaks and gives you that kind of space and puts you on the
1: map. Really, you, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. Yeah. And, and I think it's good that you've got a community, you know, that's gradually building up and you're enablers for each other, which, which is just so, so special. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to also ask you about raw mango. Mm-hmm. So what exactly is raw
2: mango? Raw mango is a very celebrated uh, brand of Indian clothing. Sanjay Garg is the designer. Okay, he makes some really wonderful saris, and uh, so he and he's also visually has a great aesthetic, and he loves making uh, films and fashion films and just pieces and mood meditative pieces of video that kind of express what his brand is about. So I shot with him twice. I think we've also made a short film with Nita Vashiv, which I think he's still editing. Oh. Okay. Uh,
1: Okay. yeah because your your name came up as being associated with raw mango and I didn't really know what raw mango was I didn't know it was a brand of clothes sorry you love the sardis of raw mango I love the fabric it looked really interesting and then but I couldn't quite understand you know the and because it's like multiple clips so yeah. i I, I, I said, okay. I need to ask you what it is. is Sometimes
2: now these fashion designers are also kind of not making narrative pieces of work, you know, but visual because Instagram has changed uh, the medium so drastically, even the way it's like photographed, the aspect ratio of it. Yeah. So it's just want to give you the feel and the mood of this collection of the season, and I think. You know, so that's nice. At least we are trying to do different genres and different styles of advertising. Right? Correct, and not
1: not just the traditional, the traditional yeah. <laughs> advertising, sending a a message and that's it, and no 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 care in the world about the aesthetics as long as a message is conveyed. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think that's, that's interesting. And that's where I guess you would step in as well with your creativity Mm -hmm. and uh, your camera, you know, what the camera captures, I think would also be quite interesting. And, you know, and, and I can see that in, um, in whatever little clips I have seen of the, the films that you've been associated with, so yeah. So coming back to any new exciting projects that you can actually talk about,
2: uh, I, I operated camera for a suitable boy. Mira's Mira Nair's yeah,
1: beautiful
2: uh, yeah. series on BBC and Netflix. That was an incredible project to work on. You know, it was.
1: So were you there right through all the episodes, or
2: I was there? We shot all the episodes over the whole schedule, so it was not that they shot it episodically. So one can't really point the finger as which which bits that I was and it was not there. I kind of joined halfway through the project. A month later, it was a three three month schedule, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay, and I was operating camera for Declan Quinn, who's uh, Mira's long, uh, you know. I think they they photographed Monsoon Wedding together and a few other films of ours. So, and he, I was operating, so he was a director of photography and I was operating the camera for him and it was amazing. I mean, because I kind of got to work with some masters, you know, and yeah, uh, these were brilliant and I learned a lot. So that was a great experience working with Mirage, She's a dear friend. Um,
1: Mm -hmm. So there is, I guess, with technology and the advancement of technology, it, would hold true for cinema as well, right? Yes. Uh, so do you, in terms of the medium, are you, because it's now sort of moved away from film to digital, I don't know whether it's more convenient or whether the digital medium is, you're you're able to capture a lot more. I'm not, obviously I don't have the understanding of No, it. but you're right. Because you, of course,
2: one has the freedom to not be worried about how much film you are exposing, you know, which is, of course, an expensive, you know, medium. But So are you you
1: saying saying that film is more expensive than digital? It
2: It really depends on a lot of other factors as well. I mean, some say that some believe as well that, you know, you may shoot digitally, but as far as the post-production of digital imagery is concerned, it can be as expensive as you know, shooting and printing film. Yeah. So, but it really depends from project to project, you know, and depends on the scope of like post-production by which I mean, like color correction, VFX, et cetera, et yeah. cetera, yeah. another film. So, yeah, but otherwise, it. I think, I think it should be, I mean, at least I hope that depending on every project that I am working on, one can think about which camera or lenses to use which fits that particular project or whether to shoot it on film or digitally. Right. Which, you know, nowadays, I mean, it, the the digital cameras that the Alexa is making are incredible. You know, I mean, even the native green—that's the texture within the image. If you're underexposing it or overexposing it, it, is beautiful. At least as far as I'm concerned, I love it. Mm. So mm. I think it depends on what the director wants and the look of the film. And uh,
1: and is it something that you can also you can also make suggestions, suggestions for? Yeah? yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, uh, I mean, of course, in the end of the
2: day, this is a business, you know, and there's money involved. And it really depends, I mean, the producers call the shot on how much they can or cannot spend on different departments, you know. So uh, you have to kind of work backwards in that sense. But, uh, you know, if you have an incredible connection with your team and uh, the project requires particular something, there's always, you know, hopefully scope for conversation. You know, where you can convince the others to, you know, because
1: I guess it's a creative process, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if it's done collectively, I think the impact would be a lot more uh, not fascinating, but a lot more impressive and a lot more together. Yeah, no, I I absolutely get that. So for you, then the aesthetics is what uh, makes you decide on whether you would prefer film for a certain project or you'd prefer digital. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I have Melting Pot has a lot of listeners from doing multiple things from different walks of life. So I have like, some listeners who are young, who are sort of stepping into trying to figure out what they want to do in with their lives, uh, and there are others who have already kind of stepped into that, but now want to do something different. So for listeners who are young and, you know, and who have just come out of film school or who are wanting to get into film school, what kind of, given your experience, what, and you're you're, you're young and, you know, there's a lot that you have gone through in such a short span of your education plus career. What kind of advice would you give in terms of inspiring them?
2: I've just come off a very difficult schedule of two, two and a half months, extremely physically exhausting schedule in Rajasthan of a film. So I'm actually right now in a space where I am compiling on my thoughts and thinking about, you know. You know, what I've done wrong or right, what I can take yeah. back from it to remember. So I don't know whether I'm in the right state of mind to be able to give advice to, you know, aspiring filmmakers. But I think that it's really the fact that one has to possibly explore everything as far as, you know, your interests are concerned and actually indulge in it, you know, with some amount of sincerity to know what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And then to, of course, use that information as, that you can get over years or while working on your own personal projects or with other friends, et cetera, that will be able to just, uh, you know, assist you and they become tools. And they will eventually help you to make good choices as to what you want to do with yourself. Because now we're a different generation from my friends who are in their forties and who are incredible artists. Because we, I mean, things are, in the last 10, 12 years, has progressed quite drastically for us, you know, as mm-hmm. far as like, the internet is concerned or the idea of independent cinema becoming very much integrated into the industry here in India, you know. I mean, when I was 21, 22, when I came back, it was like the first few interesting films had gone to Khan, you know, like Oran, Nikram films. So things had changed, the audiences in India were, were, were getting used to watching films which were not necessarily
1: melodramatic so,
2: mm-hmm. so it
1: was so it was sort of evolving the appreciation the acceptance of yes. alternative cinema was kind yeah. of evolving okay
2: yeah. it was it was definitely it is it is evolving even now but definitely changed a lot over the last 10 15 years you know mm-hmm. 10 years, mm-hmm. 12 years you know it's not that a lot of the people in india didn't watch interesting independent films that have been made by foreign filmmakers you know it's just that we were not used There was not that kind of content made in India uh, from the 90s onwards of course there are some incredible gurududh films and rave films and all of that yeah 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 Yeah. Uh, but uh, so I think that I think that now is the time to really kind of explore who we are investigate our own strengths and weaknesses as artists you know and then use that information and just constantly keep polishing and refreshing it and you know, and and live and learn and throw yourself in situations you may not necessarily want to be in. So it just adds to you and, you know, who you are and,
1: your, you know, and what you can tell and the stories you can tell. So basically look in words rather than, because a lot of people, you know, get inspired, aspired by people whom they admire and they think that they can very quickly just, move away from I mean they feel like they can just jump the steps get there very I think it's
2: very I think you're right there's definitely a balance because Mm -hmm. I I think that it's important to know the work that has been done in the history of literature or cinema or music or photography you know to know that where you and your point of view lies within that whole spectrum you know you can't just be you know say for example photographing people with backdrops in front of backdrops and not knowing that what's the idea of this understanding of the studio system and why we as people and humans want to be photographed and immortalized with things that we like like I think it's important to really kind of know it all and research and read a lot and everything and and see where you lie within it you know Mm. so I think it's a balance between it all and I mean everything nowadays is referenced and nothing seems original but then it's yeah.
1: important to know that where your point of view is yeah. the whole spectrum of it all. Yeah, though. no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. So, so you need to look inwards yeah. and at the same time... See where uh, you fit in. See where you fit in. Yeah, no. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you kind of documented your experiences? Do you tend to a good experience or a bad experience that you may learn from? Do you tend to write it somewhere? Or I think it's definitely
2: with my archive of photography. Like I've been shooting since I was a I was a teenager, you know. I mean, I and I haven't stopped now, and I'm 33 years old. Yet. So uh, it's quite amazing to 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 go back and see my body of photographic of, of work of photography that I may never really exhibit but maybe I will when I'm 60 you know because I'll have a large body of work of interesting people that have I've, I've had you know the luck of having in my life you know over so many several years and uh, I've learned a lot from all of them and I think they are you know it's, it's interesting to be able to photo have like photographic memories of it mm, yeah so, so that fact, fact, shot with the same camera and lens for over 15-20 years at least there's something consistent
1: yeah
2: wow that's amazing
1: <laughs> thank you so much Shreya I mean we could just go on and on and on but it's just been such a fun conversation I really really enjoyed it and I'm sure my listeners will also have picked up a lot from your experiences from what you've had to share and you know and I'm, I, I'm hoping that it will benefit them in some way.
2: Um, thank you
1: for having Four uh, hours of hours <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> of Outstanding. <laughs> thank you so much. My pleasure. For more weekly conversations do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. So until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more